Hey, Walk Stars. Today's conversation is about trusting the whispers in our lives that show up, grounding into the truth of ourselves, and also prioritizing ourselves as an act of love for our community. The message of this episode, I think, is how we get grounded enough to be able to hear what is true within our bodies and acknowledging what it is that we want and need in any given day and then making sure that we prioritize that. Because without taking care of ourselves, we can't take care of our community, our loved ones, our people. So this episode is really about making sure that we trust what we know and need and making sure that we bring that into our daily lives. Make sure you listen until the end because Walk Stars, we're trying something new called Walking Journals, where we take out our phones for a few minutes during our walk and reflect on what's coming up for us in our bodies. And so at the end of this episode, you will hear our separate reflections. We're probably walking at the same time together, but apart. And we hope you enjoy a peek inside of what our walks teach us every day. Blind Nil Audio. I'm Alex L. I'm Libby Delena. Welcome to this Morning Walk podcast. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Hey, Libby. How you doing today? I'm really content, which is a really nice feeling. Yeah, I feel a lot of ease in my body right now, which is nice. It came from a a quick walk this morning, but uh, how about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good today. I'm really ready for the fall weather to kick in full swing, but I'm feeling good. I went on a nice walk this morning and I wanted to talk with you about something that came up after my walk. Let's do it. I wrote this reminder and it says, neglecting yourself to serve others is not an intentional act of love. In order to serve well, mindfully and with intention, we must care for ourselves first and foremost. Release the idea that you have to deprioritize or neglect yourself in order to love and show up for somebody else. You need you too to be well. So those words emerged after my walk this morning because I think it's really easy to get caught up in our roles in other people's lives, necessary roles, right? But many of us forget to prioritize ourself as we're being caretaker, as we're being the friend, as we're being the the spouse, the partner, what have you. And so I wanted to chat with you about that and see how that resonates with you and, and how you ground down into prioritizing yourself in your own life. Wow, what a beautiful and really important question. And as you were reading that, I was thinking of all the times I heard or picked up the message that putting somebody else first was the important thing, whether it's our kids or our job or our partners or our friends, that that's what sort of radical and love looked like was to put the others first. And that meant in some cases that I was at the bottom of the list. And I think your note, your reflection is really an invitation to consider putting ourselves at the top of the list. And to your point, how is it that we can possibly love mindfully, love carefully, love with intention, serve with 
intention if we are not nourished ourselves. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's such a such a beautiful question. What brought it up for you? What were the things that sparked that that note, that reflection? I think about that a lot, actually, just because of the line of work I'm in. As a facilitator and a teacher, I'm constantly pouring out. As an author, I'm constantly pouring out to the page. As a mother, I'm constantly pouring out to the kids. As a wife, you know, it's just a lot of buckets that I have to pour into. And when I am not full, I am not my best self. I am raggedy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not always the most patient or the most kind. And I used to feel really bad about that. Like, why am I losing my patience with myself or with my kids so quickly? Or why am I being negative to myself and not being kind to to me? Like, why am I treating myself that way? And every time I thought about it, it's it's because we are conditioned to show up empty and love and care for other people. And like that be the most generous thing. Like, oh, and she's showing up even though she doesn't have it. Like that is praised. And a part of my healing work is to dismantle the idea that self-abandonment is an act of love. It's not. And as a mother, that can be really challenging because we have to pour into our kids. But I remember a friend of mine saying, you know, if you nurse your baby, your doctor is going to tell you drink enough water so that your milk supply can come in plenty. Mm. And I was like, it just, it just clicked. Like, oh my gosh, I have to pour into me. I have to hydrate myself. I have to take care of me in order to feed my baby. So whenever I get into my head about like, maybe I should just deprioritize myself, thug it out and go with the flow, go along to get along. Even if I'm even if I'm like a zombie from The Walking Dead dragging my body mm-hmm. weight along, right? Maybe I should just do that. No, we should not just do that. We have to nourish ourselves in order to intentionally and mindfully nourish those in our lives. Oh, so beautifully said. Where do you think this message comes from? What is this? Where does this come from? I think feel like I heard it all my life. I'll put the other person first when it comes to relate any kind of relationship. Where does that where did we learn that from? How why is it that our culture held that to be such a in a way honorable attribute as you said we're praised for that. Where did that come from? How is it that that became something that we rewarded each other for? It doesn't sort of make sense to me because I think what you're saying in many ways is instinctually and recognizably truth, right? We have to, we have to nourish ourselves. We have to hydrate in order to be able to feed our babies. So that is instinctually understandable. So how is it that we got here? You have any thoughts on that? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm so glad that women are learning how to prioritize themselves first without shame and guilt attached to it the whole time. It may be attached to it like half the time, but not the whole time, right? I mean, even for for moms or folks who don't 
breastfeed their babies. They still have to nourish themselves. They still have to get up, drink water, feed themselves so they can have energy to take care of those around them, you know? And so I just think it's really important that we start identifying that taking care of ourselves first is not self-indulgent. Audre Lorde says that often self-care is not this act of indulgence. It is absolutely necessary to stay alive and I always say self-care is an act of community care. If I am well, if I'm taking care of myself, I am I'm showing up a lot less raggedy than I would <laughs> if I wasn't. And that brings me kind of to my next thought about choosing myself 2 years ago in this walking practice. Choosing me. Not going on a walk with my kids, going on a walk by myself. You know, like, yes, I'll go on a walk with you and, and do all that stuff. But I also, like, mommy needs some alone time and learning how to name what I need has been a major part of this walking practice for me. Because then when I'm on my walks, I can actually think about what it is I need to fill up my cup. Yeah, that's so beautifully said. I'm not sure I would have been able to articulate that that is one of the components of the walk that's so profound, which is the space, the time, the quiet, the really just the space to attend to those whispers. For me, they're whispers in my body of what I need. And I think I've learned at age 61 to do a really tragically good job of ignoring all those things that I needed. So for me, those walks are really the only time when I hear those whispers. I need, I need X or I need Y. I need to connect with somebody. I need more rest. I need more creative play. And again, I've been very good for decades at ignoring those whispers and I think I'm coming up on 12 years of this practice. It has taken me that long to unlearn some of those behaviors of ignoring and not hearing and not listening to that. Uh, and now I hear it clearly. And I think it 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 is as a result of of walking and walking in spaces, as you say, by myself. I love walking with friends, but it, it is in those, those places where... Um, Things that were otherwise not audible becoming audible. And I would also say the thing about going for the walk and hearing these whispers is the space, as you point out, to then reprioritize. I hear the whisper. I understand it. I think my instinct is to say, oh, well, I'll sneak it in at some point in the day. You know, I'll, I'll do something that is um, nourishing for me. And your invitation what you read even just moments ago is is for me that sort of spark. It's the kick in the pants that says, no, put that, once you hear it, put it at the top of the list. Do not just get it on the list, put it at the top of the list. And I think I was probably, A, in my 30s, I was really good at not even hearing it. 40s and 50s, maybe I began to hear it, but it just kind of went on the list. It was kind of mushy on the list. You know what I mean? It wasn't like <laughs> I didn't write it in Sharpie on the list. And now it's take the big fat Sharpie mm. and write it at the top of the list. And yeah, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Hey, walk stars, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
Hey, it's Torre. Every week on my podcast, Torre Show, I interview amazing people like Andre 3000, Jada Pinkett Smith, Brisha Webb, Charles Blow, and all sorts of people about what fueled their rise to success and the ways in which being Black shows up in their work. If you want some inspiration to help achieve your dreams, listen to Torre Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to this Morning Walk podcast. Libby, as you were talking, what kept popping up in my head is, and I wrote this down, trust the whispers of your life because we know what they are and we hear them. We can call it intuition. We can call it whatever, but those whispers are speaking to us. And if we keep ignoring them, they're going to just get louder and then they're going to turn into screams, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to manifest in our body. It's going to manifest in our attitude. It's going to manifest in our relationships. And so trusting the whispers of our life is an invitation to prioritize. A couple other questions I wrote down just as you were talking and folks at home, feel free to pause this and grab your journal and take a deep dive after you listen. The prompts I have here is, what do I need or want today? As women, especially, we do not acknowledge this question enough. Even though we hear the whispers of what I need and what I want, here's, here you go, I'm right here, I'm talking to you. We will still be like, girl, get out of my face. I have things to do, places to go, people to visit, you know? But I want us to pause and carry this with us on our next walk is, what do I need or want today? And just do a walking journal. Have your audio on and just talk yourself through this question and see what comes up. And then another thing that came up for me as you were talking, Libby, was taking inventory of what brings you joy. Because a big part of our walking practice is this search for clarity. And for me, it's in clarity that we can see joy. And that clarity brings joy. That's so true. You're magical. You're magical. You know, it came up for me when you said, you know, what what is bringing us joy? I have to say the other day, I, I went on a really glorious walk with an incredible view, and that was joyous. But you know what was really joyous is I had on the most amazing, comfortable cotton socks. I think you gave them to me, actually. And they were just, they were magical. <laughs> magic. So it's, and so I guess that, you know, Joy can look like a lot of things. It isn't just 
you know, maybe the people we're walking with or our view mm. or a path that we're taking. It can be the scent of something or the, you know, beautiful feeling of the socks on our, on our feet. Um, the other thing that came up for me as you were sharing those prompts, what do I want? What do I need today? The word that came up for me as you said those two things was permission and editing. Hmm. So permission was to actually truly, uh, from the uh, biologically answer that, right? Just, I spend so much time up in my head. I'd think, what do I want and need? And I'd get all twisted up in my head about what the answer would be. So if I think about really grounding down, you know, all my energy into the earth and biologically answer that. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like instinctually answer that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without editing. So mm. I could very easily go for a walk and ask myself those two questions and I would answer it very logically and, you know, and in a way kind of academically. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. Instead, I think the invitation is passionately, organically, biologically answer that, and then don't edit what comes up. Mm -hmm. Like what might come up, what do you need and want today? It might be, I need insatiable affection from somebody. And now mm -hmm. me being, I would, I, would, I would quiet that a little bit. I'd say, I'd like a hug from somebody, right? And so I would edit it to be, I don't know, as if I was, I don't know, minimizing it. And that's deprioritizing, right? So for me, it's really listen to those answers that come up. Maybe they come up from, if you could see my hands, I'm like making these big gestures as if that, that what do I want need come from your toes. They come from the earth and through your body and your toes. Um, so for me, it is permission to answer fully, deeply. And again, for me, not to edit what comes up to be, I don't know, call it acceptable or <laughs> um, smaller. We're not shrinking ourselves this season, that is for sure. We, we are, are not, not. We are not Correct. shrinking ourselves to fit into <laughs> the boxes and lives of other people anymore. That's not what we're doing. Nope. We are in quarter four of 2023, we are releasing the idea that we have to shrink our right. wants and our needs and ourselves to be loved and accepted by those around us. And I know that that may sound really challenging and, and some people may not like that saying, but like at the end of the day, we can't keep shrinking our joy or ourself and calling it love and calling it love for somebody else. And I talk about this with my therapist because <laughs> I am the queen of doing that. I I used to be the queen of doing that. And sometimes I get caught up in that still. But releasing the shame and releasing the 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 first response to shrink and say, I'll get to you later, Alex, is becoming less and less prevalent in my life. And on my walks, my walks are a radical act of self-choosing. They are radical. It is Every step that I'm choosing to take is saying, you're so worthy of this. And I know that some people be like, mm, it is not that deep, but it is that deep. It is. When I started walking, my life really changed. 
And Libby, you know this, like the first month of my walks, I was going through it. I was crying on my walks. I was struggling. (laughs) And I would text you and be like, is this normal? I wouldn't even be, sometimes I wouldn't even be on my walking practice. I'd just be somewhere and I'd see something that would just deeply move me. And that's because my, my walks have reminded me to pay attention. Look around you. Prioritize where you are right now so that you can see what's in front of you. So, you know, walk stars, it gets deeper and deeper every walk. And <laughs> and sometimes and sometimes it's um it brings up things where it's like, oh, here's where I need to shift and adjust and stop editing my life and stop editing my voice and stop editing my wants and needs. I love that. Listen to the whispers, folks. Listen to the whispers. Well, I also think this this has happened more to me in the last several couple of years, um, in part because of my relationship with you and and learning much of this. But this this sort of notion that in order to be accepted and fully embraced, we need to approach our life with this kind of sort of quiet or discretion or go with the flow attitude, don't ruffle feathers. I guess that's that's the same as shrinking, but that it's so valued that, I don't know, we end up not being ourselves. That's where I've come to with all this, which is by not listening to those whispers, I'm just fooling myself like that. I am not, I am not fully myself by not listening Mm. to those whispers. I am, by editing what I hear or what I instinctually know, I am out of, completely out of alignment with who I really am. So for these last few years, I've listened much more to those whispers. I've trusted them. I've acknowledged them and I've walked towards them. Mm. I haven't just tucked them away and said, oh, I heard that whisper. I'm not going to pay attention to him. So I have walked towards those whispers. And you know this about my life. I mean, for me, I'm more myself than I ever have been in my entire life. It took me 62 years to get here. But all sorts of, I would argue, magical, beautiful things are happening. I'm so grateful for it. And I think that simply because I'm showing up in the world more more in alignment with what I really am or who I am. And that is because I am listening to those whispers. I am not editing. I am not apologizing. I am not going along to fit in. That doesn't mean it's combative. So when I say that and I say what I need or want, it doesn't have to be combative in a in any kind of relation. It's just yeah, it's not in alignment with who I am. It's not in alignment with the energy that I want to bring to the world. And so I just keep walking towards what those truths are. And honestly, it is, for me, it has made this part of life really joyous. (laughs) I love that for you. I love that. And to hear you say that it's taken you 62 years to walk in your power, essentially, is so inspiring for me because, and I think a lot of other people will find this nourishing too, because so often we're told that we have to have things figured out by a certain age, right? Like have your sugar honey iced tea together by 30. 
have all these things. And it's just like, that's not how it works. So to hear you and your wisdom and you openly, you know, talking about the things that you're learning, this is recent learnings, you know, like that just makes me feel like I'm on the right path because sometimes I can feel really disoriented with where I am and where I'm supposed to be. Or instead of being present with the now, I'm often thinking about what happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future, right? And when I ground down into the present, it can be really shaky and wobbly for me because it's like, shouldn't I have learned that lesson already? Shouldn't I have healed from that already? And we all know that that's not how it works, but we're we're human and we can we can start getting distracted by that inner voice that tells us we're not doing enough or we're not where we're supposed to be. And so I'm just really grateful for you for saying that because we're all students of life and we're going to continue being that no matter how old we are. Correct. And I'm just grateful to have gotten here. And honestly, it's been in the practice of walking that you know, you and I have often used language, take the next best step. So even when you say when you're in the present moment, right here, right now, and it's a little wobbly, yeah, that the walking practice each day, grounding down, taking the next best step, reminding of what's happening right now in the present, listening to those whispers, trusting those whispers, and then that next step takes you closer to what is true. Mm. Um, I think that's the sort of equation of this practice is uh, the reminder to come to right now and and to keep moving forward and and again, trusting the wisdom that is uh, shows up in those those moments. but yeah, it's taken 60. Am I 62? No, I'm 61. 61 years. You're 61 walking into your 62nd year. So it's fine. You know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How old are we? It uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just super glad to be here. <laughs> um, yeah, it takes the time it takes, right? Mm. Um, mm, it takes the time it takes. Yep, it does. And yeah, all those lessons show up, I think, when they're, uh, I think when we're ready to hear them, which um, I think I've used this analogy or said this to you out loud before. I don't happen to play video games, but my understanding is when you play video games, you, as you spend more time playing it, you are given keys or you're granted new levels because you have been playing. Mm. And I feel that way about walking. So here I am coming up on my 12th year. There are going to be lessons in this upcoming 12th year that there's no way I would have had access to them in year one, two, and three. And that's why I keep walking is I keep thinking, I love these video game analogy, that the more time I do it, the more the universe, the more whoever keys. it is, <laughs> more <laughs> keys and levels I get access to. And, you know, I think that that's why I am here at age 61 with a little more wisdom uh, than I had 12 years ago. Mm, I love that so much. Libby, as always, I am so honored to be here with you. That was such a great conversation. I always feel so fed by you after we chat. What resonated with me the most, Libby, is your ability to always be a learner in life. My husband often says to the the two little girls that we have, our two little ones, what are we going to be today? And they answer, 
be a listener, leader, and a learner. And so I actually carry that with me too. I am listening to myself on these walks. I am leading myself to the truth of my life. And I am learning how to listen to my surroundings and also to myself. And so you bringing up self-trust and identifying, okay, what is for me to carry and what is no longer always speaks to me. But it really spoke to me today as I'm in this season of learning what it means to self-choose as we start walking into this next stage of life. Yeah. So it always resonates for me about your wisdom, Alex, is your ability to honestly often take what it is that I'm feeling that I can't put words to and say it clearly and precisely. And for me today, it was that invitation to not shy away from prioritizing my own wants and needs so that I can live fully for not only myself, but for those around me. And your invitation is always so precise and clear that I find it really actionable. And often in these kind of situations, I get all muddled up on what's the next best thing, but your invitation always uh, makes it really clear. And you're one of my favorite teachers. (laughs) (laughs) You're one of my favorite teachers too. So as promised, our walking journals are up next, which essentially is when we pull out our phones on our walk for a few minutes and talk about what's coming up in our mind, body, and spirit. And I haven't heard Libby's yet. She hasn't heard mine. So we're going to be hearing this together for the first time. I was walking in Maryland, where I live, in my neighborhood. It was a quick little walk, about a mile. And I was thinking about self-choosing and what it means in my life to do that. So I'm really excited for you to hear these reflections. Oh, Alex, as usual, I find these conversations that we just happen to be recording to be things that I'm probably going to be thinking about for the next couple of days. I love these conversations and look forward to sharing our walking journals. I was walking uh, in Northern California, a community called Sea Ranch right along the edge of the water. And uh, was really thinking about how I find going for a walk when I arrive someplace new an absolutely essential grounding tool. So my reflection was on a foggy morning, walking in a new place and really looking at how this practice gets me in touch with places where I am and understanding that place. Enjoy the listen. Hello this morning walk. I'm really glad to be walking this morning. The sun feels warm on my face. Uh, Perhaps you can hear the crunch of the path. I have a view of the Pacific Ocean. The thing I'm walking with today is exploring the concept of home. What is home? I have been living a semi-nomadic life for the last seven months. I move in a wonderful way, walking the earth, exploring, 
going on adventures and what that has provided me is I think a more expansive concept of home perhaps it's a little cliche to say home is where you feel safe love inspired and what I have come to understand about myself is that this feeling of home actually doesn't reside within a structure, a building, a singular point on a map, but instead is an ecosystem. And that ecosystem is not only physical, meaning where I'm walking now, I feel very much at home. There's rolling hills. There's the scent of bay laurel and redwoods and salty ocean. And the temperature on my skin feels very tender, loving. So, this concept of home is an ecosystem. It is where all my senses feel at home. I'd love to know what you think about the idea of home, not the place of home or the destination or the address of home, but the idea of home. What is it that makes you feel like you're at home? So let us know what you're thinking about home. You can go over to This Morning Walk on Instagram and just post a note. Send us a note. We'd love to hear. Ciao. Hi, everybody. I am tuning in from my walk. It is almost 9.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. And... The moon is out, the sky is very blue, and it's a beautiful morning. Something that came up for me during this walk was leaning into the power of choice and the autonomy that gives me when I am mindful about the choices, decisions, intentions, all of those things, when I am mindful about them, I live a more grounded life. And so I've been thinking about what it means to choose myself this season as a mother, as a wife, as an entrepreneur, like all these different facets of my womanhood what does like self-prioritization look like and what does choosing to rest to pause to take a minute um, what does that mean for me in my life if we are not full how we show up isn't our best self and something that I've said for years is 
Self-care is an act of community care. When we are well, our community is well. When we are well, our work is better. When we are well, our relationships can thrive. And so this season, I am really settling into choosing myself without shame, without guilt, without second guessing. I'm going to get back to penciling my quiet time in. I've gotten away from that, but I'm going to start doing that again. Even if it's just five minutes that my alarm goes off every day that I sit or stretch or have some tea, but be intentional about the choice, about the stretching, about the sitting, about the tea making, right? Many of us are just in get it done mode instead of being mindful mode when we're doing things. So that's what's been coming up for me the past few days and what I've really started to think about and what I've gotten a chance to walk through this morning on my walk. So I hope y'all have a beautiful day. I hope you get out to walk, even if it's just a lap around your block. And I hope that you choose yourself. I hope that you always choose you. Did you have any tea today? I had chai today. Oh, good. <laughs> and it's my favorite brand, the Kolkata chai. Mm, mm. Mm. Chef's kiss. It was good. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I had some chai today as well, and I had some steamy milk in it, which it was absolutely delicious. It wasn't in a particularly beautiful mug because we were I was uh, on the road traveling a bit, but it always tastes better when it's in a beautiful mug. Oh, maybe one of the ones that you've made. How's how's pottery going, by the way? Oh, pottery is amazing. It's wonderful. We're going back today to pick up some pieces. And Charlie, who is my oldest daughter, for folks who don't know, is an amazing artist and is now an amazing ceramicist. And she's um, we've been doing pottery for about a year and a half now. And um, in her 10th grade year of school, she is now doing ceramics at school and her teacher is very, very impressed with her and told her, hey, I'd like you to do some live demonstrations for the class. And Charlie was like, I'm scared. I don't know if I want to do that. But her pieces are just stunning and she can hand build. And it's just it just blows my mind. So there's my little snippet of joys, mm. pottery Pottery, pottery is my weekly snippet of joy. <laughs> mm, I love that. And Charlie's my little snippet of joy, too. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I love you. I love you, too. I'm going for another little walk right now. I think I'm going to go get a little lunch and, yeah, talk about nourishment. What do I want? What do I need? I need a big salad right now is what I need and some iced tea. Mm, enjoy that. Enjoy that. I love you. I'll talk to you later. You sure will. I love you as well. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this Morning Walk is a production of Blind Nil Audio, hosted by me, Alex L. And me, Libby Delena. If you find value and meaning in the conversations that we have on the show, please share it with a friend. And consider leaving a five-star review. Also, 
comments on Apple Podcasts really help us out. When you do that, it introduces this show to a bigger audience. Thank you so much for listening. You are wonderful. Have a great walk. Take good care. The views, information, or opinions expressed in the series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Chip and Joanna Gaines, Blind Nell Audio, nor Magnolia.